0: Hi and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you and on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Hey, I've got a bunch of friends that are going to join me today. Guys, why don't you come up? They're amazing men in the life of our church. Can you give them a hand? So I feel like I'm going to be really dwarfed today, so, and that's okay. That is okay. Why don't you grab a seat? We have Jason Stevens, who is a phenomenal guy, NRL superstar, filmmaker, and all-around good guy. I give Jason a hand. And he's also Presley's dad. Presley's dad. You Johannes he is one of the most um, analytical, accurate and um, incredibly intelligent guys you will ever meet. He is Asher, Joel and Levi's dad, most importantly. He loves the Lord. Give him a hand. He's part of our worship team. We love you, Johannes. Ter um, is dad to Roman and Beau. Thank you. I'm just having a moment. So Roman and Beau, who are amazing young men of God in our church. Um, Ter can bench press nothing less than 120 plus, um, but he has a heart like a teddy bear. Would you give him a hand? He's also a Navy chaplain. <laughs> and Consar Julius has been in our church 25 years plus. He's amazing. He is Annabelle Jack and Poppy's dad, first and foremost. He's a fitness guru, extraordinary, loves the Lord, he ministers the gospel with power. Would you give Connor a hand? He's amazing. Yeah. Guys, there's so many places we could go right now. But Jace, your best dad joke.
1: Yeah, I don't have I don't have a the, the worst thing yeah. is I embarrass no. my wife all the time. You like at daycare.
0: At
1: daycare with all her friends and you know, I meet, I meet the lovely, you know, uh, dads and all that. And my, my standard one is, oh, that's a lovely jacket. Does it come in men's? That's <laughs> a, you know, like, that's a, so it's not a dad jacket, but I always pay out on someone. So. I love it. That is, I was about to say that that's a beautiful, that is a genuinely beautiful jacket.
0: <laughs> Chair, can I ask, when you're not in um, Navy get-out um, uniform, what is your dad uniform? What is the, the
2: absolute, you know, non-negotiable... <laughs> I, I felt like I didn't have anything, then, I, then I, it dawned on me. On um, I, I had a good flannelette shirt that it was my go-to whenever jobs were on. And this was years ago. I know I have jobs haven't been on for a while, babe. Um, but um, it was my go-to flannelette shirt. It was dirty, had paint, it had everything on it. Um, that was my, the dad shirt that would it's come on. It's never
0: going in the bin, is it? Uh, no, no, Yeah, never. that thing will live forever. Yep. Andrew's got one of those too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. Yeah. Johannes, if there was a song that described your experience of, as a father, what would it be?
3: Oh, um, uh, the, the one that comes to mind is the um, that theme song for the TV series Friends, I'll Be There For You, it's that one. So yeah, I just, uh, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Wendy, look, there it is right there.
3: I think it's actually more like, <laughs> They will be there for me along the way. But yeah, anyway,
0: it's a bit—it's reciprocal, isn't it? It really is. It's so true. And Con, you are an amazing cook. What is your signature dish? And Con, can I add, if you'd like to demonstrate cooking it, you know, in a minute, you can go for it. What is it?
4: Um, chicken thighs, yeah. marinated with garlic, yeah. salt, yeah. and cooked with an olive oil and lemon based.
0: Yeah. So good. And I can attest, Con and Stacey have come over for Barbies and cooked that very dish on our barbecue. So absolutely incredible. Guys, you made it to church this morning. Well done. Um, some of us came in a bit late because of Father's Day breakfasts and stuff, and that's great. Um, what are some traditions in your family that you love to do with your kids? Maybe, Johannes, why don't you kick us off?
3: Um, let's see. I think we, we, we've started kind of doing this... Um, Steakhouse Monday when we go to this uh, particular steakhouse up in uh, the pub in East Hills. And um, yeah, starting to kind of make it a bit of routine. The kids love it because there's a playground there. Um, And it's also a good opportunity for us just to kind of, you know, meet up with friends and actually catch up. But yeah, that's one of them.
2: So
0: good. Anything with steak, right, guys? It's good, yeah. (laughs) Jase, traditions?
1: Uh, I just have, me and Presley, every daycare after daycare, I just, on the lounge, we have our lounge time and we fight. And uh, like even this morning, like I had, had full on elbow to his jaw, like, and then he'd flip me and then it, it was just enormous, I love it. So the, that's what we do every single day. He goes, Daddy, let's fight. And so I love it. I miss playing footy, so I take it all out on him a bit. <laughs>
0: I would just like to qualify, he comes back for more. So it's saying something, right? Like it's the definition of meekness, strength under control. I Man, look at him. <laughs> so that's great. Tehr, con, traditions. Um,
4: oh, we've got a few. Um, I would want to share, like, I actually turn into different characters uh, with my kids. So, like, my latest, my, my latest show you? Yeah. So my latest character is a guy from Pluto called Marvin. And uh, so I just turned into this character who doesn't know anything about Earth. So I asked the kids questions. they said, like, what's, like what's, this, what's all this about? Like, what, like, like what's a car? They say so they talk to me. They said, oh, well, a car's this. And, and oh, okay, so, like, why do you sleep? Like, what's, what's that? And so they answer questions. And, you know, there's Mildred, who's an old lady. Um, so turn into Mildred. Annabelle hates her. But, um, yeah, that's a tradition I have with the kids most nights, Uh, I've got a Greek guy called Spiro, Um, so there's there's all kinds of characters, so yeah it's very animated at home, so that's probably one of my most uh, weird but very treasured traditions.
0: You don't want to advance Spiro, I mean, I feel like there's an unspoken agreement here going on between you and your kids, and I'd just like to say kids, it's his day, so feel free Con, speak now, forever hold your peace.
4: Which one would you guys like to see? You should. Oh, 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 oh. oh, Mildred. Oh, that's a lovely sweater, darling. That's
0: sensational. <laughs> so good.
2: There is more where that came from. There is more where that came from. Ter, over to you. I, I don't know. We, as we have so many. Um, one, one that comes to mind is uh, every Saturday morning, Bo has these crazy hour soccer games at 8 a.m., So one of my traditions is to discover the best bacon and egg roll in the Shire and have a coffee, a bacon and egg roll, and my camp chair. And I sit on the sideline by myself, kicked back with my coffee, bacon and egg roll, and I go full dad mode. Like, I don't talk to anyone. I'm just like, I'm zoned in on the game. And I don't know if it's self-care or it's a tradition, but I am like, I am dad right there. Like, that that is my dad moment. Um, yeah so
0: inside running for everyone here who's got kids in local soccer and AFL teams and so forth best bacon and egg roll in the shire is Heathcote. Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to I was I was holding back, but yes, yes.
2: Yes. It has to be Heathcote. The the amount of care, they wrapped it like 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 it was a burger joint. Like it was incredible. They and they I had to wait a little bit, but it was incredible. It is Heathcote. gourmet. Yeah. It is gourmet.
0: Who lives in Heathcote? Who's got kids that play at Heathcote Soccer Field? Come on, show. Yep. You've got you to gotta invest in the bacon and egg roll. So good. So, so good. Guys, um, I've actually known most of you before you were dads um, and um, seen massive changes in you and what kids have done in your lives. How has being a dad changed your life?
1: Just to clarify, I knew Christy back in the day when she was single and out on the prowl. And I just, I, I don't I, I just.
0: Don't believe so a I, word of let's it. Let's talk about
1: how she's changed because. Oh, she was out there. And anyhow, anyhow. It all,
0: Jason! <laughs> I'm about to crawl up in a hole right she now because the they believe she landed you. The best. I was going to be a nun just, just to qualify, okay? <laughs> Okay, not to steal uh, your thunder, keep going. Yeah, sorry, sorry.
1: Um, what, was the, what was the... What were we talking about again? Was it?
0: How has being a dad changed Oh, yeah.
1: Well, it's changed me a lot, actually, because uh, every single facet of it to... Um, to look, to, to be honest with you, for me, just to... to uh, I, had a, I had a fear growing up, because um, my dad wasn't around, so I had a fear about being a dad and how that was going to pan out, so... So um, for me, just having Presley and now and just just getting comfortable with actually that role and, and really loving it and enjoying it, um, has it's just been a real boost of sort of joy in my life, but confidence and and uh, and just a really source of, of uh, yeah joy for me. So
0: can I bounce off that just a little bit? Yeah. Um, kind of what you've described is sometimes you know. I know your your story, your God story, as you came to know Jesus Christ, um, you know, through a great person who shared Jesus with you, but there was this father hole that you describe often, you know, as you tell your story. Sometimes it's not until you're in it and you take the risk, take the plunge, you know, say into fatherhood, and you find in that moment and a lot of other different scenarios, God brings healing. While you're there... Can you talk about that very briefly?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think because um, for me, understanding the Father heart of God has it, it has been there because it has been there, but it's just on that for me, it's, it's knowing, knowing that I, how much I love my son, um, and it's still often registered has, I have to be reminded that God feels a lot more. Um, about me than I even I do about my son. Actually, one of the lovely ladies, he prayed for me after church one day and 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 she just, she said to me, I feel God's just like says to you like, like I love you more, I love you more. Because I was holding Presley and saying, I love you Presley, I love you Presley. And while she, she was praying for me and, and she said, oh, you know, God would say to you like, he loves you more, he loves you more, he loves you more. So it's still, it's still sinking in, I'll be honest but um that, you know being a being um, not having that that sort of father to look to and have advice and 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 actually you know to the contrary, he was like a, a, a pretty pretty you know tough role model uh, in many ways um, I just trying to you try and refigure that all out and understand why it happened and why a, a good father like God can allow stuff like that as uh, to happen and but not not affect your uh, view of of him as a heavenly father. So it's a a journey, but I've definitely made good tracks, you know.
0: I love it. I think we recognise at church, we celebrate Father's Day, um, and sometimes it can come across in our communities white picket fences or perfection, but... In that relationship with Jesus Christ, there's such a recognition that there are parts that need healing, things aren't always perfect, but we do have, and as a song, you know, we sing the song, he's a good father, and he's the God of restoration, and so there's a journey of restoration that comes with that. Um, guys, can I throw the question to the other guys too? How has being a father changed you? Um,
4: well, it's made me feel a little bit older. <laughs> um, a little bit less sleep, a little bit less time, but just so much more fun, you know. Um, it, it definitely, I think being in church for a while and leading, um, for me the transition was relatively seamless because you sort of, you know, you, you realise that your life is not just about yourself, you know, you 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 pour out, you give out, you, you, you love to lead people and then when they're your kids, um, there's just... It's just like your, your whole heart, you know, like you, you feel it a lot more. So, yeah, I think you kind of um, recognise how important it is to keep growing and keep um, becoming more like God and more like your heavenly father so you can reflect that to your children. So I think the the thing that I've sort of um, drawn from the way it's changed me is um, it's it's put a real premium on my own transformation and my own um, ability to, I guess, become more like my heavenly father. So they see that and they grow up with that picture. So, yeah.
0: That's amazing, Con. Um, Can I throw to you, Johannes and Tia, I want to ask you something. I want to take it in a different direction. But, um, Johannes, how has fatherhood changed you?
3: Yeah, I think it's similar to um, what Jason and and Con have have said. I think um, there's also that kind of aspect of, um the uh, i guess i was i was probably quite unprepared in some ways because um um growing up um i have a loving father but um one that is perhaps you know culturally pretty typical kind of asian dad who's physically there um you know works hard loves the family but there is that aspect of um Emotional and spiritual aspects that just were non-existent. So he was there. He was um, a dad, and um, he's also super passive, like introverted to the extreme. Um, never really talks to any of us, even to my mom. I mean, uh, my mom always kind of you know used to complain about how you know if she were uh, she was there with my dad, she, it, it was as if like she's just there by, by herself kind of thing. And um, but yeah, growing up, I never really kind of understood. What it meant, uh, apart from just being a loving dad. So, um, so I guess when I when I started to kind of learn about fatherhood for me, you know, in, in terms of, um, uh, uh, first of all, it's you know quite unprepared. I, I, I didn't realize how much, you know, we talk about l- less sleep. I definitely think that it was a like complete extreme where I I don't remember the last time I actually you know previously had like a really good sleep. I, it was only recently that we started to kind of go back into that. Uh, but also I think it's, it's that um, idea of just um, losing, in some ways losing yourself and, and actually allowing that space to now be filled by the kids and, and actually knowing that um, you live now for something greater. You live, about, you, know, you live for a legacy that you want to leave behind. You live for uh, a life that you want to make sure that you know, your kids can see that you want them to kind of grow into uh, one day as well.
0: I love that. You know, it says in Psalm 45, instead of your fathers will be your sons and you'll make them princes in the land. And there is a shift that happens in the life of a mature man, whether you're a biological father or you're just a spiritual father and an example in a community, there's a shift that happens where instead of looking back to the past to find identity and so forth, you actually become about the next generation. I love the way that Johannes has described that. It's a, It really is growing up in the father. So it's awesome. To um, a lot of... Um, that a lot of the voices in our community, like fatherhood and manhood really is getting a bad rap in our community a lot of the time these days. And um, it's not the heart of God. Like throughout scripture, um, we bear the image of God in our maleness or our femaleness or our fatherhood or in our motherhood. Um, you've got a really intriguing, dynamic role, really, as father to Roman and Beau, um, but also as a Navy chaplain, you're that father model as a chaplain uh, to many young men. Men and women. Um, can you tell me, like when you play that role, first of all as father to your sons, but also a father figure as a chaplain, um, what is the power of fatherhood in that?
2: Yeah, it's really uh, first of all an honor. The um, huge honor to have our own my own family, but also, you know, it dawned on me as we were preparing for the week. I realized um, that as a chaplain in the Navy, Everyone, you know, I walk on the ship and was like, hey Padre, how are you going? Everyone calls me Padre. And um, Padre means father. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a huge um, revelation that I play this role. You know, I'm not, obviously, not their biological father, but they look to me as a father figure in, in, in a safe place, in, a, in, in guidance, in wisdom, in someone to turn to, someone that they can talk to in confidence and share you know life's happenings, and um, and so it's a huge honour to to walk with people through the ups and downs of life, and these people who who don't necessarily go to church uh, at all, um, f- yeah, some far from it, but they'll will, they'll will walk around, they'll call me call me padre, and they'll come and talk to me and share life. So it's a huge a huge honour uh, in the workplace, and I feel like you know, for us here who, who aren't fathers, that we can play that role in in everyone's life, in the community, in the people, in our neighbours, in, in our friends, families. We can be a fatherly Padre figure um, in their lives and and, you, and thinking about how you can do that, how you can, can encourage and contribute and inspire um, people in life, so...
0: I love it. Yeah. I feel like you're going to play such an incredible role, men and women who are going into service and sometimes it goes with fear and trepidation, you know, yeah. don't know where they'll be deployed. Um, there's so much unfamiliar um, and yet you're coming and bringing that that voice of assurance and that real pastoral care for those men. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we just think you're amazing in what you're doing. Can we give Tara a hand before we, we ask?
1: Can, can I just say as Please. well because... When I was playing at uh, St. George, um, I, you know, it was an actual chaplain like Ter that actually led me to, to God because he was a safe place to talk about. I was going through all this this relationship turmoil and he was just a man of, pe- he was just a peaceful man. I keep in touch with him today. And so the roles of, of these guys are out, they, you know, he needs up. It's, he's, I'm grateful he's got a church behind him that prays for him. But there's just so many, so much need amongst that. All those men and women away from their families and just imagine that in terms of the, the dynamics and what they have to go through. So, yeah, we're, we're with him, man. It's such an important role.
0: It's so true, hey, um, what, what they bring in that fatherhood space. Con? can I ask you, um, as a dad to your kids, what can a father do that is so unique to a dad?
4: I think just being there um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, expressing love and kindness and care to to them. Like, I think you don't realise how um, much of an impact you have until you hear your children talk about you. And you hear, you know, what comes out of their mouth and how they think and uh, how they feel and, um, you know... That's the greatest gift I think you can give to your children is yourself um, and, and your fully available self. Um, so, yeah.
0: Can I ask you while you've got the the conch, um, you, I've watched you and Stacey in your home and your lives really create a space for your family to encounter Jesus Christ. Can I ask you kind of how you've done that? But as well as that, I know that you guys have really prioritised our conference and gone, it's an opportunity to get our kids in the presence of God, we do that at home. We do that at church. Like it's not the only experience, but it's like this this opportunity. Can you speak to that?
4: Yeah. So um, from a young age, we've read scripture with the kids. So um, we try and meet them at their level. And so you know, you got like little. We've been through little storybooks, and you know, um, we do nightly devotionals where we sit and we read them stories. You know, very short. You know, a couple of minutes and. Um, as they're getting older now, um, I've started to um, connect with my daughter Annabelle and my son Jack on YouVersion. So we, we do like um, like short three five-day devotionals together. It just gives us an opportunity to connect around the scriptures. And you actually, it's amazing how you can grow as a dad together with your child doing that. And you know, Stacy's always got like worship music playing and, you know, really um, to help the atmosphere of the home just... The the kids know and and, and they're aware of the presence of God. They're able to identify what the presence of God feels like and and is like. And um, I know, you know, this is, I think, our third or fourth church conference. And honestly, like last year in particular, uh, the kids, what really stood out was the kids' reflection of it. You know, the fact that the kids would come home and say, Dad, we want to go back tonight. And I'm like, okay, let's go back tonight. You know, what did you love about conference? Well, you know, we did this and and we did that. And, you know, apart from the fun, like they have so much fun. And it's an opportunity as a dad for me to lead my family uh, in a way that creates memories for them growing up. Uh, But also just to see the moments they have in worship, you know. I know, um, I think Jess sent us through um, a text of, um, the kids just in worship, you know, and for them, that's huge. You know, from a young age, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and don't forbid them. And so I think conference is one of those unique opportunities that we have just to set aside two or three days uh, to, to, to really make space for our children to just encounter God and just to continue to, to build those memories um, f- for life. And they have it for life.
0: I love it. Um, I want to, I guess, open the question. Um, Spiritual leadership, like, we, we talk about like a part of fatherhood is spiritual leadership of your home and so often um, you know things happen and um, oftentimes women really have to step into that gap but ideally God wants men to bring a spiritual imprint, to bring identity, to shape their kids to follow Jesus Christ and it really means you know taking the lead on those things and sometimes it's really it, it has to be really deliberate. Can I ask the rest of you um, you know how has that journey unfolded for you and really taking spiritual leadership in the lives of your kids?
3: Um, I think it's a journey. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. I, I, I'm i so mindful that there's so much to learn and, and to to grow into for me. Um, but I'm thankful, and, and uh, that's why I said my, my theme song is I'll Be There For You, but it feels like definitely it's more the family being there for, for me, because I think um I'm so grateful for Wenny, you know, for for such a strong spiritual roots um, and and you know um, foundation that um, she has, and you know she's been a rock in many of the things that um, we've gone through as a family, that I've gone through, you know, personally as a as a man, as a father. Um, because I think there's um, there's definitely a lot that um, um, for me to learn, but I I agree with you, Pastor Christie. There are certain things that. Um, only fathers can fulfill. There are some things that from a spiritual role, a spiritual leadership point of view, um, doesn't matter how you know, how amazing and how awesome the mothers and the women of God are in kind of stepping up and filling that role. I do realize that um, as men, we are called to be the head of the family to actually lead that role. So um, it is a journey. And I think it's, um, it's also, I guess, that realization uh, more and more I mean, in many, many ways, many things. I always feel I always have that, you know, imposter syndrome uh, in every many things that I do at work, you know, at home, even you know, being a dad. And you know, sometimes I kind of say, you know, am I am I really able to do this? But I think um, the that realization of actually it's no it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and that you know, there is Christ in me, the hope of glory. That allowing that space for for God to actually give me the grace to be able to do that for me, that's that's really the only way. And you know, it's day by day, that's growth. Yeah.
0: I love that. Um, you know, John Eldridge in his book Wild at Heart, which if you've never read it, it's a great book. Um, it's it's written for men, but great for women as well. He says one of the biggest questions that men ask is, "Am I enough?" You know, that imposter syndrome. Yeah, sure, I'm dad or I'm leading at work or whatever. But actually, have I got it? What have I got? What it takes? Like, will I be found out? And I love that. For you, it's been that ongoing revelation of, no, because he lives in me, he is enough in me. Um, how have you can, found can that,
1: Jake? Can I just say, yeah, because I'm um, just, for the single mums and that, which my, my mum was, um, you know, the, 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 I find God uh, will always find, if you uh, you know, he'll, he'll find a way to, you know, like for me, you know, I didn't really have a relationship with God when I was young or anything, but there was a, a footy coach who was a mentor, and I still remember where uh, he, he picked me up from train, dropped me home from training, and um, he said at this set of lights at Tarrant Point, where um, I still remember. It, he said, "If you train hard, I was only 14. He said, you 'You're going to play for Australia,' and I never forgot that. And um, and and so, you know, there, there are other mentors. There are their family, their relatives, there's people of church. You know, be mindful of single mums and maybe how you you know can input as well. Because there's a need there and, and so um, even though, yes, perfect world, mum and dad, it's, not, it's unfortunate, it's, you know, it's just not the case. So just to be mindful, you know, like that we can still impact, you know, you could change, that, those words that he said to me just cha- it changed my life. I, be- I believed I was going to play for Australia, I really did. So, love that! I yeah. absolutely
0: love that. And now you're doing it for many others, speaking life and and hope over them. Um, Jace, how have oh, you sorry. seen as a dad just bouncing off that? Yeah. Um, God help you overcome limitation.
1: Uh, um, I, I, limitations in uh, just overall, or yeah, oh, yeah. I think I think um, for me. Um, growing up with um, a lot of um, unsettledness and, and anger and having a role model that was, that was angry and frustrated. And, you know, my dad came from Egypt so of my mum and they settled here, they had no money. And it was just, a, you know, there was a lot of location, sort of, there would have been, like, in, this, in this day and age, they got kicked out of their country, actually. By the, um, by, the, by the king King Nassau so they were left with no money. they would have been counsel in this day and age there'd be counseling and there'd be you know like stuff like that. So I, 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 I understand my dad had a rough journey and you know made some poor choices. Um, and, and for me um, it's just understanding that despite all that that God can just do he can do something so significant in your life. Uh, you know, He really, really can. He can turn around every situation that was meant for harm or didn't work out and He can use it for your good. And for me, that's the, the greatest, one of the greatest, greatest miracles about, about I mean, if you look at Jesus' life Himself, you know, He was a refugee, really He was, you know, He was homeless, he had, you know, in a barn filled with, you know what, like, you know, it was just a, 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 he, had a he was a man of, of sorrows, he was acquainted with with pain and so i can i can go to him with my pain but also I, the greatest thing is just seeing him turn around situations and and use whatever you have you know it's amazing oh man
0: i love that where we're a couple of minutes from closing but there's probably many in the room that really resonate with what jason said you know god can turn every situation around you've experienced it in your own life. How have you seen God come through for you as a man and a dad?
2: Yeah, um, my whole life and faith journey has been a lot of trust. And I feel like trust comes into a lot of it because when we can't, we can trust that God can. And, you know, with my job being in the Navy, I do have to go away for work and I'm going away soon for a period of time. And I think it's just putting that full trust in God that, you know that that he's got my family's back, and that he's going to be there and in, in the places that I can't. And it's that submitting submitting everything over to God, and that putting that full faith and full trust, and both eyes on Jesus, um, and living that life. You know where we where we ju- you know where we navigate mission, and we na- navigate our responsibility and our purpose, and 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 being um, family man and father, and and caring for them, and um, it's it's. It's an interesting tension to walk um, but I think an important one because we, you know, we have a, a calling and a purpose on our lives and we have to follow that but it, it, it's not necessarily easy. So, It's so
0: true. Yeah. Ter talks about trust, um, Johannes, and I've seen you trust God in some very, very difficult times. You're an extremely competent guy and sometimes for those that are competent, trust is a hard prospect. What would you say to guys that, you know, you want to have it all together, but really, it's a call to trust.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think there's, um, there is definitely that aspect of, uh, I suppose, men that, um, you know, it's it's a learning process for us to let go, to actually, sometimes the best, uh, the best way forward is to surrender. Sometimes it's actually about um, knowing and letting go. That you know, if you really uh, believe that God is, um, you know, almighty and that He reigns and that He's in control, then sometimes the best way is just to let go. And look, to be completely honest, I'm still going through that process. I think it's a hard one because I think in many ways for me, it's always trying to, you know, always trying to kind of stay in control and always trying to kind of have things, you know, um, within within my kind of uh, control. And so for me, yeah, I think it's it's a process of letting go. It's a process of actually allowing God to take over. Um, and, you know, the amazing thing is that as I do that, more and more, I start to feel that peace that surpasses all understanding. That, that peace that really overcomes a lot of that kind of anxiety and, um, you know, the mental health challenges that I, that I have gone through. And um, in, in many ways, um, as you start to do that, as, you know, all you need to do is just to step out, take that one first step, and then you'll start to see those things uh, manifest.
0: Love it. We're going to leave Con to say a few more things to us before we get to the end of our service. But, guys, I just want to honour each of you. Thank you for the example that you are in our community. Thank you for loving your kids on purpose. Thanks for serving God and leading, uh, leading us spiritual leaders in our community and your families. We love you, church. Would you thank them? <clears throat>
4: special, huh? Church, whether you're in this room or you're watching online, you know, uh, we've heard from some pretty pretty amazing guys this morning. And, you know, one of the things that we all have in common is we're imperfect. We're imperfect fathers. We're imperfect people that live in an imperfect world. And, you know, the one thing that all Christian fathers have in common is that we're in relationship with a perfect Father. You know, every single one of us in this room and whether you're watching online, uh, there's not one person on the planet that can say we grew up with perfect fathers. But we can come into a relationship with a Father who is perfect and He's all-powerful and He's all-knowing. And he's all loving, and he can be deeply known. He cares about you more than you care about yourself. He cares about your family more than you care about yourself. And you know, the truth is that the human soul is restless, it's restless without God. There's always something missing if we're not in a relationship with our perfect Father. We may not acknowledge it. We may not uh, like to admit it. But the truth is we try and fill it. We try and fill it with so many different things. Some try and fill it with accomplishments. Others try and fill it with family. Some may try and fill it with all kinds of other things, hobbies, you name it. But deep down, there is a restlessness that comes outside of relationship with God. I've seen it. You know, being in the fitness industry for over 15 years, you get to meet some people who've accomplished some great things in business and you you get to meet some wealthy people. And oftentimes, there is a restlessness that comes with that dynamic because if you don't know God, no matter how high you climb up, when you finally reach there, the top is just as empty as the pursuit. I know, because they would tell me. And I've been reflecting on it and realised that the only thing that will ever satisfy the longing of the restless soul is for it to come into relationship with the perfect Father. And I believe there's people in this room, I believe there's people watching online, no matter what time you're watching this, whether it's Father's Day right now, love, or you're watching this over. The only place to find true, longing, lasting peace is in relationship with your heavenly Father. And i want to give you that opportunity this morning, wherever you are, whether you're watching online or you're in this room, maybe you were invited by a friend this morning and you're aware that I don't actually have that peace and I want to make my peace with God. The truth is, the only way you can have that peace in your heart is by making your peace with God. And Jesus took the judgment. He took the punishment for your peace. The Bible says that the chastisement for our peace fell upon Jesus. And the only way to have peace with God is to accept the provision that He made of giving His only Son to bear the judgment for your peace. And so this morning I wanna give you that opportunity with every head bowed and every eye closed all across this place. And if you're watching online, Let this be a moment where you ask yourself, where am I? Where am I in relationship to my heavenly Father? Today's the day. Don't wait another year. Don't wait another 10 years. Today is the day to make your peace with God. And it's simply putting your trust in the provision of His Son, who bore your judgment, who bore your condemnation so you could come into His peace. So right now, we're all gonna pray a prayer. And that prayer is simply an expression of what's going on in your heart. If you say, I want peace with God, then I wanna encourage you to pray this prayer. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in You. I put my trust in You and I believe You are the Son of God. You came to earth and took the punishment for my peace and You rose again and You live forever. Come and live inside me. I confess You as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, so for people's privacy. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, and you know that something has changed on the inside, I simply want you to give me a wave. I'm not going to draw it out, but I'm going to count to three. And If that was you, when you give me a wave, I'd love to pray for you and celebrate your decision. One, two, three. You raise your hand. Wait another day. Today's the day to make your peace with God. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Today's the day. Today is the day to come into a relationship that will never end. And God makes that offer because He gave His Son for your peace. going to wait another five seconds. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for every father. I thank you, Lord, that you have equipped and empowered every man in this room to be the father that you have called them to be. Father, I pray that you would encourage. Lord, for those who Father's Day at times can be painful, Lord, I pray that You would come and You'd bring healing and You'd bring comfort to hearts that are hurting. And Father, for everybody watching online, Father, who has made that decision this morning to say yes to Your peace, I pray, Lord, that You would encourage their hearts, And help them on the beginning of the most amazing journey they'll ever have. Thank you, Father, for the security that only comes from knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, church.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day, and we hope to see you again soon.